Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And finally, it's that time of the year again. The season previews out of the way. We gave you our ladders 1 to 16, some futures bets, overs, unders, and all our predictions for the 2022 NRL season. But today, Boxhead, the first milestone, Teamless Tuesday, and come Thursday night, Penrith Park, now known as Blue Bet Stadium. Good tie in right there. Uh, we will see the kickoff of the 2022 NRL season with last year's premieres, the Panthers, up against the Manly Seagulls. It's close. Yeah, looking forward to some footy. We've had overreactions over trial results and performances and, you know, had to deal with five months of people picking their round one teams, but now they're out. Uh, and look, the paper will mean very little when the when the ball gets kicked on Thursday. And uh, Yeah, no, looking forward to just watching games and, you know, analysing and talking about them. And that that's, yeah. That's what I love. I, yeah, love, I love the footy. I don't love too much of the, the <clears throat> chat around it and analysing lists and, and things like that, which, you know, is a necessary evil. But, you know, the game is what we love. That's what we want to watch. That's what we're hanging out for. Well, we enjoy it more in the capacity of not speculation. We enjoy it when you look yeah. at a roster, break it down. Is that a need? Was that a good move? Was it necessary? We're not into feeding. You know, a lot of those teams will be different in round two. They'll be different in round three. So There's always chopping and changing yeah, early tools. But, um I actually quite enjoyed looking at the team list today. There was a few surprises, which there's usually some, but there was a few that were really left of centre. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know... Yeah, surprising because you're not in the or, sanctum. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. more what I mean. Like, from what you, again, hear... You deal with bits you get. coaches who are, you know, working four or five days a week with yeah. their teams. They know what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. They know so, what they're doing. A couple of debutantes, a couple of surprises, some big stories. And basically this week, uh, because it is round one, like we said, off the back of the previews, we've got nothing to review the Penrith Solar Centre power rankings don't start up until after a couple of rounds, usually around four or five, yeah. once we've got a bit of a game. Again, you can overanalyze yeah. each week, can't you? So, yeah, we usually leave it for probably a month, a month at least yeah. until we get four rounds in. Yeah. So, probably round five, that'll be back on. We we've... should say happy International Women's Day to all our female listeners. Yep. We've got plenty of female listeners, so... We do. Happy International Women's Day. Good stuff. We do a little bit of stuff at school. We're having a donut day, pink donut day on Thursday for... International Women's Day, so that's going to be outstanding. Two dollars per donut. I'll probably buy five. Plenty of uh, try and give myself diabetes. It'll be great. Plenty of important women in football, like we said. Yeah. In all different levels there, whether it be administration, clubs, trainers, yep. there's coaches. You got mums, obviously. More importantly, to my, and from your family. Yeah, so, exactly. To and from my beautiful games. wife and my daughter. So love them both dearly. So yeah, happy International Women's Day, guys. There you go. Um, Going on to Chifley College Senior Campus on Thursday, $2. Boom, boom. Getting on to sort of, like I said, the flow of things. Usually, 
anyone who's joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, but on a normal week, we do our set of six, which is any topics, opinions, stories, thoughts, or anything we want to talk about. This week, we'll sort of just blend anything into the game previews or any news that comes along with those teams while looking at lineups, um, what we think about the games. The power rankings, again, will return courtesy of Penrith Solison after four to five rounds. The game reviews, um, obviously no games to review it because they haven't been played. They'll be back next week. And as always, this week we'll basically be we do our bread and butter every single week, which is preview of the round and give some odds and thoughts on bets. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, do it with the true blue bookie. Great to have them on board again this year supporting our charity account, which is great. Um, and again, the season kicks off aptly named at Bluebet Stadium at Penrith. Looking forward to going and watch that game and getting back around uh, some fans and having some beers on the hill. Yeah, I'm hoping to get there. I might be running a little bit late with training, but with all this rain we've had, we, we might not get on on Thursday. So I might make it for kickoff. But yeah, have a couple of beers and hang out with those mad, crazy Penrith fans that we sit with on the hill. Um, shout out to Witty and Bushy and all the boys. And we don't have any games locked in just yet with our announcement last week with hijack.tv as to what we're going to commentate. But um, I think that's something we'll obviously look at week to week around our games and what we're doing. And it probably, I don't know about this week. This week might be might be a possibility. But just with work, I'm, I'm, I can't really guarantee a day yet. Uh, we'll see how we go. But hopefully next weekend we'll be able to commentate a game, give that a crack for the first time. So if you didn't hear last week, this year, if you listen to our game companions afterwards with us, with me and Brock talking about the footy, I was sort of commentating the game and watching on listening with us this year with the ability from hijack.tv, you'll be able to download the app on your phone at the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and join us live to watch a game of football. Yeah, we'll so, be doing one this weekend. Yeah, I'm saying 100%. just around with yeah. work and the floods, we're still... We're just not sure when it will be. So I can't pencil one in guaranteed yet, but I'll do our best this weekend to get one in. So looking forward to that. And again... Look them up on Facebook. Check out the website, hijack.tv, H-Y-J-A-C-K. Thanks to Anthony and the crew there for bringing us on board. Excited about that. But let's get into it. Let's preview these games. Let's uh, look at some odds and some bets we might have, thanks to bluebet.com.au. And we'll also go through some news associated with those teams while we're doing it, Boxhead. So Thursday night, Bluebet Stadium kicks things off for round one of the NRL season. It's the Panthers up against the Manly Sea Eagles. Um, and in terms of lineups or any sort of surprises here, I guess the big one on the, the Manly side of things was everyone was expecting both back rows to be out. The announcement was Ola Kawatu probably had a fractured arm. We're looking at four to six weeks. He's been named. So big in for them with not having Schuster. One to seven. There's no surprises. Um, bit of a change in their dynamic in their forward pack. Obviously, they used to sort of go Paseca. And Tapao, LOA was sort of there. They've gone a pretty mobile and aggressive startup pairing here with Sipley and Tapao together. And they've got on the bench the pairing of Kepi and Paseca, I'm assuming, to come on. Lawton, um, whether he still plays that sort of back row role, which I find a bit strange, I'd probably just swap him for Croker for 25, 30 minutes. And Tolotau Kula, the young kid who's an absolute lightning, who can play center and fullback there, sort of looking at him, obviously, with Dylan Walker out to replace that sort of utility role and just put someone on the field. In the middle there, I guess, around the fatigue periods uh, to try and run amok. But Olakowatu, big in. If they would have been missing both their back rows, that would have been huge. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Penrith are missing a few as well. So it's, you know, start to the year that, you know, you're, you're not running out your strongest 13. But that's <clears throat> that's the situation Penrith found themselves in. They knew that Nathan Cleary was going to be um, struggling. 
on the back of that surgery. So it's no surprise that he's going to be gone for sort of the first three to four weeks. You know, they've got some question marks in their side as well. I mean, Isaac Tago is going to have to fill that centre spot. Charlie Staines, he, he had a, an okay year last year, but probably didn't live up to the hype uh, that was touted around him as well. So, yeah, there's a few, like Penrith Bench, you know, it doesn't really jump out at me, apart from probably Spencer Lanu, so... And even him, you know, he still hasn't held down a spot in the last two years. Yeah, I, I like him, though. I, I like, oh, what I like him as well. Brings, but, He's a baby. Um, yeah, like, looking on paper, I, I, I'd probably lean slightly towards Manly, but it's at Penrith. Um, I like Penrith in these conditions as well, the wet conditions, and uh, home return, first game at the stadium since mid-last year. I think they've won seven in a row at home, so... I, I lean Penrith, but yeah, there are a few question marks, definitely. And I thought Manly, during the trials, showed some good signs. So, yeah, I, I think Manly will definitely compete. I, I certainly don't think Penrith are going to have it all their own way. Mm. Well, I think the other thing from Manly, I guess, across the board, defensively, settled, combinations, like... the only real big point of difference there is Ethan Bullimore's playing in the back row on the left-hand side, which is where Penrith will be attacking to the right. Whereas you look at Penrith... The Ford pack is basically completely settled. Martin's played enough back row there, but the whole right edge will be brand new because I'm assuming Crichton will be back on the left as he was with Toto the year before and Luai with Kikau to have that really strong edge back together as they did in 2020. But the right edge, Tago, brand new, paired up with Staines, with Martin on the inside, and you've got O'Sullivan. So if you're manly, I am assuming they're going to try and get a lot of traffic down there, especially with Tom Trevojevic to try and create some mismatches. We know that Foreign likes to play flat and fast or sweep around to short sides and Cherry Evans as well and really try and pressure those guys. You've got no doubt you're going to see Bullimore with his feet and his size trying to get him at Sullivan. Um, and yeah, that combination again, when it's brand new between the half and the outside backs, that's probably the one spot I'm, I'm assuming Manly are definitely going to be going for. But uh, I think even without Nathan there, other than that, they're pretty much full strength. They've got some things to work out in terms of what they want their bench to be and maybe those edges moving forward. But we knew that was going to be the case. Probably a few guys maybe a little underdone because they're probably having a full pre-season, but it's a big occasion. They're coming home. They're the Premiers and they haven't played in front of uh, Penrith fans for a long time. So I don't really know who I'm leaning toward. I maybe slightly lean towards Manly, but I think coming home, round one, big effort. Uh, I'd expect this to be a 1-12 to game either way. Yeah, I think so too. It's also the conditions. Penrith mm. will drain well, but you know we haven't had a day for the last three weeks where it hasn't been... Um, you know, some sort of rain, so it's it's not going to be a uh, a dry surface, I wouldn't think. No, and the odds for that one brought to you by BlueBet.com.au. The Penrith Panthers slight outsiders at two dollars. Outsiders. Uh, Manly are a dollar eighty. The yeah. line there is minus one and a half. One to twelve with the Panthers. Three twenty three ten for Manly. Thirteen plus four eighty. The Panthers three eighty for Manly. To me, this is a one to twelve game. I think Penrith would be. Right into it, but Nathan. So Penrith, Nathan Cleary being out has flipped the market forty two cents. I think they're a dollar fifty eight now with Cleary out. I think out, when I saw it, once they the were uh, list the first named. It looked like it was a pick'em game, but money's already come for me on the Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So, um, yeah, I just I guess again more stability, a couple of those names back in, and Penrith basically a whole new, brand new right edge, which Manly's going to go after plenty, I assume. But um, and yeah, Sullivan obviously a handy replacement, but no one's Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary is a huge loss. This will be the, the Penrith would have circled this as the most important game in this month. Like they'll want to come home, they'll want to win mm. to return uh, first game back after the Premiership. I know that they're they're probably expecting to start a little bit slower than what they have in years gone by, 
But uh, this will be certainly one that they're up for. I think that's another thing. There would have been more planning this year. Like, we don't want to burn out anyone who's injured or push it. Yeah. Get through these three weeks. They're saying he potentially won't play. Probably get on a bit of a run after that. Origin period, I assume, again, they'll rest and take care of their players because they're probably a four or five in. And then look to lift at the back end of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's why I slowed down a little bit on the ladder this year. But, um, yeah, in terms of news around those two clubs, like I said, I think the biggest news is a lot of people expecting Cleary round one. A lot of people have been saying it's going to be close and... Today, once the teams were named, it was basically said out loud that that's not the case. You'll be missing the first three games. So, yeah. taking care of the Golden Goose, and you can't blame them. It's a long season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You're tipping uh, Penrith or Manly? I'm going to tip Penrith. Yeah, I'm going to go Penrith. Not with a lot of confidence. More around those factors, like we said. They're at home. Long time away. First time back as premiers. Um, but, yeah. If, if the odds, if you told me what, uh, either either, I'd said it'd be a 1-12 to bet for me. If I was yeah. going to have a crack on blue bet. Um, but looking at the next game and any stories around that Sharks Raiders and uh, this one I'm looking forward to it down in Canberra again a hard place to go play I bet they're excited to get back home but well at least it's warm-ish and it's a 6 o'clock Friday game like could be worse hey? mm. could be middle of winter a lot of excitement around both these teams but some surprises in particular Canberra there was a lot of talk and we haven't said as much I'm not surprised they've sort of, they haven't moved on from Croker but he's had a degenerative knee injury. He's had the stem cell surgery. He hasn't had a full preseason, but he's been building back up to his best. They wanted to play some cup, and they've also got a lot of good young kids. Harley Smith Shields was said, but all to pencil in a center position before he tore his ACL. They have the option there with Savage to move Chans in one of those backline spots. You knew they had Tomoko, Valame, Kotrick is now returned as well, um, and then on top of that, young James Schiller, who's related to Brett Mullins. They brought him from the New South Wales Cup Steelers team. He was only twenty. Played really well in that first trial against the Roosters. Didn't get as much time in the second game, so I wasn't expecting this, but clearly he's had a big off-season. Because mm. to throw him in round one above Jared Croker probably says a lot about what they think about him. You don't hand out debuts like that just mm. for the sake of it or to insult somebody who's done so much for your club, so they must have a high opinion of him. Um, but that's, uh, again, an interesting setup there and a different-looking back line for Canberra that we've come to see, but I was surprised not to see Xavier Savage there at all. I thought he'd definitely feature somewhere... In the back line. Yeah, I, I would have probably thought that they'd move Nick Cockstart somewhere else and play. And even if not, Savage at one. On the wing, I thought at least they would have got him in. Yeah, I think probably um, Chance is more a winger than what Savage is, but. I'd agree. Mm. Uh, they've said, I know he said on TV, Ricky, it's my responsibility to take care of him, this, that, and the other, make sure he gets to the season, all that. But if he's your best option, then you can. Well, he's obviously not. That, that's, that's a way around saying. He's not my best option. He's playing New South Wales Cup. So, yeah, it's it's a decision based on form. He thinks that's the best side. So. Mm. Uh, and the halves was expecting maybe to see Sam or Frawley, but as we spoke about in the preview, Snyder is there. He's the new option. Maybe the way forward. Brought him down from Kerwin State with young Trevelyan. They won the Schoolboy Cup together. Played really well in flag. Got a debut last year after playing really well in Cup. Clearly, he's sitting here thinking, well, this is the way forward. I've yeah, got these other two guys that can do a job. Yep. I debuted him last year. Foggy's out long period. I can go with the tried and true, or I can go with someone who's possibly got more upside. He's a very, very steady option. And hopefully, he can do you know, 80% of the job that he was hoping Foggy can do. And Hodgson's back there. If they're on well, the he's not going to be asking him to do the same job. Steer, nah, steer the side around, hold down seven. your edge, yeah. make your tackles and kick well. Like, just... Do everything that Jack can't do, basically, and mm. you know, like you, you want you want Jack just in the mindset to run first. Yeah, give me the ball and run and first, then feed him. and that'll unlock the rest. Don't yeah. restrict him feeding the ball, and that's yep. another thing with Hodgson. There, you want Hodgson obviously hoping 
to be you know healthier from that ACL, more confident, but buy into what they're doing. Yeah, not hold on to the football as much. You know, get some nice width with this epic forward pack, which is the point I was impressed with most. Looking here, Papali, Tapai, and Hudson Young. They've flipped Harawira and Ira to an edge and got Elliot Whitehead floating around the middle. So probably helping out a little bit with some ball playing and link playing. Uh, it's a very impressive forward yeah, pack. Yeah, plus Harawira and Ira's got more leg speed than Elliot. Yeah, now, definitely. So and uh, Elliot, like we said, has got yep. that pass, which is probably. A, a bigger part of his game, something that Harrow and Ira doesn't have. But uh, the bench surprised me, but I can, I'm can i kind of assuming why. Starling, no surprise. Gula, outstanding to be bringing on. I think he's, again, going to be someone who's pushing for rep on us in the next year or two. Adam Elliott gives you versatility. But Corey Horsberg, I'm not saying I don't agree with it, but I think as soon as the news sort of dropped that Sutton was going to the Bulldogs, he was straight off the bench because I'd much prefer Sutton over Corey Horsberg on the bench. Mm. Um, but, yeah. We do know that at times, Ricky can be a little bit spiteful, just a little bit. I don't know if that news... I don't mind it. I, I, this, and this is, I like that the coaches are going down this path. Because realistically, if he's leaving, then you, you're like, yeah, you're well, better off playing someone else. But yeah, you got... So this is, what, this is why that system is just stupid. Mm. The fact that you can just go and sign with someone. You haven't played a game this year. It's ridiculous. And in the extended squad there, a um, couple of guys... That are maybe a possibility in the future. I think Trey Mooney's a lot closer than what we think. The young Englishman, Harry Rushton, they were impressed with. COVID's obviously slowed down his development a bit, but I dare say we'll see Mooney uh, in the near future. And William Savage, there's obviously those names there along with Jared Croker. There's a lot of good players that are going to be playing cut this weekend. Yeah, players. like, and in, in realistically, if you've got same uh, some players on the same keel as Ryan Sutton or got him slightly ahead and you've got younger guys slightly behind him, develop the younger guys. Yep, most definitely. Uh, for the Sharks, only one real surprise in the back line, that's that Muli Talo now moves into the centres. Connor Tracy, who I thought was one of their best players last year, even if he wasn't going to play centre, I thought for sure would hold down the 14 spot from how much value offers. But uh, no, that's not the case. Muli Talo into the centres. Icavalo to the wing. Raymond Katoa on the right-hand side. Kennedy quality at the back. Moylan's obviously getting a crack with Trindle suspended. With Hines, interested to see how they go together and considering Moylan played no trials and Rudolph no trials now in the front row with Ueli. And Braley at hooker. Teague Wilton replaces Wade Graham in the background. Finucane at lock while McInnes is out. But the bench is what really surprised me. Tolman, Hunt, Fafita, and Talakai. You've essentially got three big middles there. Um, and you've got a guy who come through as a junior rep centre. Way too big now to probably get out to the centres. Can play in the back row. So I'm assuming if they get in trouble... Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Talakai. He come through there's as a no, rep centre. There's no way he's going to play centre. Exactly. But now at the pinch, he could probably still play back row. Um, but in yeah, terms of a reshuffle, they pick, they pick four forwards. Yeah, in yeah. terms of a reshuffle, if something goes wrong, Wilton will probably be the one who has to go out on a Cora, Talakai to the back row. But I'm just really surprised you wouldn't have gone with Connor Tracy, who was probably top three most weeks for them last year. You can play centre half, hooker, fullback. I yeah, I'm a bit confused by that one. Well, he's not even the 24, and that's what was even more confusing. Mm. Is he injured? There's nothing about him being injured. I checked mm. the. Um, casualty wards and any announcements about that, but yeah, yeah just completely out of the side. What do you, you think of Mully Taylor as a centre? I don't love it. I thought he came I through I don't, I don't mostly love playing. I don't love Cavallo on the wing. I think Cavallo is a good cut player. Yeah, and, I, and again, I agree with you. I thought that was a good depth signing and bringing somebody he's familiar with for some depth. But, but I'm not I prefer sure Mully Taylor on Katara out of yardage, and I would have preferred to have Tracy and Ramian as my centre pairing. Yeah, I agree with that. Or at least as anyway, my forward. Yeah, right. I'd like to know why. So would I. Tracy's not selected. But um, be interested to see if Moylan can do a job in the next week or two or however long Trindle's suspended for, because I like Trindle. 
but I think that spot could be up in the air if form is mixed during the year. Mm. And he's obviously playing for his future. He took a massive haircut to stay. So, um, yeah, interested to see how they play. But the, the, that rotation particularly had me... Well, I'll be interested to see how um, Moylan and Hines go. I'll... Hines isn't an out-and-out seven. He's more a six. He's more a, a ball-running six. So And so is Moylan. So I'll and be very, both... very interested to see how they mould as a partnership and who takes control or whether they're just going to plonk on either side of the field. Yeah, I think Who's going to steer? Who's kicking? Nico's going to be right. Hines, uh, Moylan will be left. And the other thing, like you said before, they've both got into grade in the end, not as a six or a half, which they come through the juniors as. They got in as fullbacks. So taken out of the front line, not defending, yeah. not with all Very the responsibility. Similar. Been able to run the football, pick and choose their sort of moments. I think Nico's obviously developed pretty far the last couple of years in terms of his development. Yeah, and you look at nine, like Braley doesn't have a strong kick. No. So Moylan Hines will probably get them do the lion's share of the kicking, but it's not something he's had to do on a consistent basis uh, and in high amounts of volume within games. So that that part of it's going to be very interesting. And you've got similar issues at Canberra as well. Like I think Hodgson obviously can do a lot more kicking than what Braley would normally do. Mm. So that gives him another option. But, you know, they don't have a kick out of one, either of them. Whiten's not the greatest kicker in the world or most accurate kicker in the world. So it's good long kick. It's going to, yeah, um, if, it, if it comes down to yeah, placement. it's not accuracy. No, Snyder. Uh, Snyder, it's going to leave a lot, of, put a lot of pressure on Snyder and Hines to sort of get this kicking game right. Yeah, you talk about more than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I sort of... I'm just talking about both kicking games. Like, particularly early in the year, a, a lot of it is about field position, possession and territory. And your kicking game, particularly if possession and territory are quite even is really going to determine who's going to have more attacking opportunities than the other, with the exception of discipline, obviously. Mm. Similar deal again. Interested to look at their left side, because their left side's basically brand new as well. You've got Mulitalo shifting in one with Ikevalu, Moylan and T. Wilton. So it's a completely new edge. Yeah. So for Canberra, whoever plays on your right-hand side, uh, which was Elliot Whitehead from memory, so I'm assuming that's either... Corey, I'm trying to. I couldn't quite remember Corey. off the top of my head what edge Hudson Young played on last year. I think it might have been the left hand side, but it's potentially Harawira and Naira with Schneider on that side of the field, neither Schiller or Tomoko. Um, and yeah, in terms of the wings, again, it's it's a bit of a make up, but similar deal for Canberra. Two brand new centers, pretty important defensive positions along with Brad Snyder. So new edges are always uh, interesting to watch in the first few weeks to see how they go defensively when they're under pressure. Yeah, but who do you like in this one? I I don't mind the fact that, you know, they might be missing Trindle. I'm a bit weird on the bench, but even with Snyder in there, I look at that forward pack and the sort of rotation they've gotten going back home. I, I don't mind the Raiders, to be honest. Yeah, I, all off-season I looked at this game, and even for the last two weeks I was tipping the Sharks, and then tonight I, yeah, I'm tipping the Raiders. Yeah, I, I think, again, similar to the... the I Penrith. don't like the Sharks team. Mm. But they could oh, the, pick the bench the two. really surprised me, but... Mm. I, I look at this one again. Much They'll like, probably come out and win by twenty, and we'll mm. be proven wrong. So yeah, and again, we, we'll get to see if Canberra are all back on the same page and pulling in the same direction in this one. But I look at this one similar to the first game and think this is going to be a tight contest, and I'm looking forward to watching. Canberra are almost like ghosts of girlfriends past. You're just waiting for them to return to. Yeah, you never know what, what they you're going to get. But uh, the folks at Bluebet.com agree with us. Raiders Sharks tight contest. It's a pick 'em. A dollar ninety a piece. Yeah. Minus one and a half. Favoritism goes to the home side. One to twelve, both teams three dollars fifteen. Thirteen plus both teams four dollars twenty. And again, if you're a punter on this game, I would be taking the one to twelve. Um 
if I was going to have a slash in terms yeah. of marginal yeah. head-to-head, but... Just stay away. Interesting. That one, very interesting. With some of the players that are missing. But we move on. Broncos up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the second Friday night game, and it was all set up for Reynolds to play against his old team, but he hasn't played in the preseason. Talk about a you know, minor complaint with a hamstring, and then he's picked up COVID on game week along with Kobe Hetherington. So Super. He's not playing. Albert Kelly, who had an interrupted preseason with injury, straight into the seven jersey along with Billy Walters in the halves. All the talk was Azarko was on the outside. Now he's the fullback. All the other talk from Brisbane was Corey Oates was Gornskis. He's now on the wing. So they've already yo-yoed and chopped and changed a bit. Staggs and Farnworth give you a little bit of stability in the centres. Cobbo is on the other side of the field. And in the front row, Keenan Palacia joins Payne Haas. Jake Turpin starts over Pakes, who's left out of the side altogether after talk that he was going to be starting. And your back row, Catewell, Riki, and Carrigan. Big bench with Ryan James, Reese Kennedy, Tui Rabati, and Tyrone Roberts, who was playing some Queensland Cup last year um, with their feeder system at the Devils. There's another half. They've got about seven in their system who they've picked as a utility option by the looks of things. So uh, I don't know if they're going to bring him on to play nine or if Billy Walters pushes in there because that's generally more the position he's played going through. He's not a seven. He's a six or a nine. Um, that rotation, like James, to me, looked... A little bit underdone last year after his knee injuries, and he's obviously played a lot of football. Between Kennedy and Rabadi, you know, you, you've got some options there to play 10, you know, 15, 20 minutes sort of with your middles, but I think the same problem's sort of going to haunt Brisbane here. The rotation, there's too much, you know, too much on the shoulders of Payne Haas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be Hooker. interested. Hooker's an issue. Yeah, well, Turpin's also had health issues, and again, if they want to rotate that, like if Roberts goes there, he's not the best defensive. He hasn't, he hasn't cemented his spot. And Pakes. I like Tyrone Roberts, but he's, he's getting a bit long in the tooth. Mm. Pakes isn't even in the 24 again, so that sort of surprised me. Um, and they've got a couple of the young halves in the mix there in that extended squad tomorrow. Martin, Ezra Mam, who I expect to see at some stage this year, I think if Reynolds is in and Mam can hold himself defensively, he gives him the best chance in terms of spark that he could provide an attack. But if he's not ready and the other options are healthy, I think Kelly, when he's healthy, is the best option out of the rest of the halves. Yep. That's sort of the guy I'd be looking to pair with Adam Yeah, Reynolds, I but... just think you've got to pick it on form. You've got to see who performs. That's mm. it. I think there's a, probably three halves there at Brisbane that you could just you know, put on even keel. You've just got to look at mm. who best gels with Reynolds. And that's the point. I think Kelly... Who defends the best? Yeah, well, Gamble's because probably... Because they don't have a good history of, particularly in the last you know two years, their defensive record has been horrible. You need players who are going to come in in key positions and hold their own defensively. Yeah, you've got Gamble, who's probably a better defender, but pretty similar player to Reynolds in terms of just steering around the field, so you don't really need that kicking and trolling. You've got Kelly, not as quick as he used to be, but definitely a bit more creative and more that threat. Tomorrow, Martin's coming off a long-term issue there, so I wouldn't be rushing him back anytime soon. And Mam absolutely lit up the Queensland Cup, coming straight from the 20s. Looks like the sort of guy that they could put in, like a Cody Walker, was to Reynolds to maybe build towards the future, but also benefit. You know that combination. Have someone who can kick, steer, do the majority of the dirty work, and get the you know ship around the field or get the ship through the ocean, and then have man playing off the back of it. But if you can't yeah. defend, you're just exposing yourself even more. Um, and then in terms of the makeup of your edges, it puts more pressures on your back rowers. But uh, yeah, there's a few things I'd be interested to see here. I really like. Obviously, the two centres. Uh, Farnsworth, I think, is someone they need to get locked in. 
if not the Dolphins and a few other clubs should definitely be sniffing around. But South Sydney side of things, Taft fills in at one for Latrell for the time being. You've got Alex Johnston uh, on one wing. Tane Milne has ended up coming in over the top of Josh Mansour. Paulo's going to get a crack in the centres with Campbell Graham. Walker, Ilias, and in the forwards, no real surprises to Tola Cook. Nichols, Koloma Tungi, Arrow on the back row, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Murray, and then the bench. It's a versatile bench. You've got Host, who can play back row or tight if you want him to. Havili, who can play middle or hooker. Tom Burgess, out and out middle. And they've got Cheekham, who can play back row or centre. Yeah. So I think looking at that, maybe they push Arrow into the middle at some stage and Cheekham goes back row. If they just want to roll someone out there to get some extra leg speed, they might just use Havili as a battering ram. Host can also roll into the back row to let Arrow move in as a middle, and then Cheekham gives you a bit of cover. So I more prefer that sort of setup. I prefer to have two genuine middles, but I don't mind the fact they've got players there that can at least offer some versatility and do a job. But um, some questions here. Again, similar deal for me, mainly on the edges. Paulo defensively coming in the other night was pretty ordinary, and Campbell Graham's had some mishaps last year. And after a couple of years in first grade, you'd like to see better decision-making from him, whether he's coming up or jumping in or holding it's sort of been hit and miss. So, again, when you get those new sort of combinations and you get guys moving in and starting to play those first few weeks, I'll be very interested to see how they defend in the outside backs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I'm hoping from the trial, I don't see what we did see, which was Kalama Tungi mostly on the right. Like, I think there was a lot of experimenting going yeah, on in the trial. That's that. what I mean by everyone sees the trials now. So, over-analysis kicks in and you sort of start to think, that. well... It's, you know, is that how it's going to be? There's not, there's not two points on offer. They're trialing things. I know. That's why they're called trials. But when so. they mainly put their full strength we'll team, out, you're looking to do generally the principles of what you're after. So when he yeah, had generally, him, generally, but you're not worried about the score on the right. I was like, I prefer him left with Walker and keeping that sort of yeah, yeah. fluency. That, they'll that they'll be in the positions where they think they're going to be most effective this mm. weekend. A uh, big job for Ilias, obviously. First time to sort of see him steer it around. He did it well. Well, it's time to deliver, isn't it? He did it yeah. well in the game at the back end of last year, but obviously that was against the Dragons and they were missing a lot of players and still had Benji in that there. But um, it, it's a big job that he has to do. I'm sure he'll get some assistance from Cook and, and Taff at the back proved last year when they made it all the way to grand final, filling it at one, that he's more than capable. So if they can all do their job, the main thing is that Cody Walker still has the freedom to get around the field and do, do what he wants to do. And if they lay a platform... Big question mark to see if Brisbane have improved defensively because the last few years they've been absolutely horrendous. So That's right, yeah. Interesting to see. But my what, initial point about the Broncos. What do you reckon about this one? I'm sticking with South. South, but yeah, they've they're still got some holes and some question marks as you've articulated. I think they've got some issues that they're going to have to not patch, but questions that certainly need to be answered and voids that need to be filled, particularly at halfback and, and to fill... You know, what Dane Gagai gave them in terms of maturity. Yeah, yardage, defense. Yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah. And you need to see... It will when, be interesting. When guys move out, you need to see improvement. So I still think Arrow hasn't delivered on what he's been paid to do. Campbell Graham sort of plateaued. We need to see an improvement there. And then we need to see a couple of these young guys obviously come and do a good job. And your likes of Cook and Latrell when he gets back, probably going to have to take on more responsibility now that Reynolds is not there. Mm. So interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but the odds of this one with bluebet.com.au, the Brisbane Broncos, outsiders at home, $3.35. South's heavy favourites, $1.32. Plus 10.5 the line, 1 to 12 Broncos, $4. $3.20 for South's 13 plus Broncos, nine seventy two twenty five for the Bunnies there. 
the next one after that is the Roosters up against the Newcastle Knights. Three o'clock Saturday, and this is a red-hot lineup as far as the Roosters are concerned. And even the little reshuffle on the back line, I like Billy Smith, Mike Gold. I hope he catches a break because watching him come through, very impressive player. The handful of NRL games he's played has been very impressive, but he just can't catch a break. Mm. But they've clearly got some confidence in him because off the back of an injury uh, from the preseason, they've put him in the centres over Momorowski and put him on the wing with Tupo. So you've got Manu and Billy Smith in the centres. Those guys on the outside, Sidesco, off the back of a stem cell treatment himself, says he feels like he's got two legs for the first time in a few years, which is a scary thought if he was playing underdone. Walker and Kiri uniting finally in the halves is going to be a sight to see. And then a very impressive forward pack. You've got Rhea Hargroves, Collins up front, Crichton and Tupanua on the edges with Radley playing that aggressive middle role and link man. And Connor Watson, the rumours were true all off-season. There was talk about him playing at nine. If there's one thing I see here, it's just danger around all their spine players in terms of running, offloading, passing and skill and a particular speed. Walker's fast, Kiri's fast, Tedesco's fast. Watson's fast. There's a lot of guys there that can take and also, all of them have got fantastic skill levels. Yeah, and we know across the board they really work on that. And even the bench, like, they've had a bit of a little bit of a setback already by losing Egan Butcher, who was outstanding at the back end of last year. But Tokiaho, hopefully healthy now, off the bench with young Fletcher Baker, who got some games. Hutchinson's there as their utility cover for halves, hooker, or whatever they need, I'm assuming. And Nat Butcher can play middle or edge. So, um, And then on the outside, lots of good young guys like we've talked about. Uh, Tapuha, Nafahu White. We saw Kieran and Lamb cover positions last year. Naguama's going to be handy veteran there when they need him to do a job at times. So uh, it's a very, very strong lineup. I'm looking forward to seeing them play, uh, especially with those new guys slotting in. And on the Newcastle side of things, huge blow straight away. Daniel Safi is going to be out for a couple of weeks. That's a big yeah, blow. Massive blow. Uh, Jacob, who was good at the back end of last year, steps in to start with Clemmer. And then we've got those key positions like we talked about. Huge shoes to fill for Clune, who I like as a player. He's solid, but it's not easy to come in and replace Mitchell Pierce. So why Again, think... yeah, like it's that's a downgrade. Mm. Like that, and that's been nice. Yeah. And then you've got Clifford. It, it is what it is, it's reality. A lot of pressure on Clifford to deliver and then no one more so than Pong at the back because a lot of their yeah, attacks gonna have Brad to come. Best as well. Like there's a lot of guys there that have got reputations that haven't really lived up to it. I think Caelan Ponga Needs to play tougher this year. Mm. That that would be the comment that I'd, I'd make about Caelan Ponga. He needs to value defence as much as he does his attack. And, you know, do the hard things to, to really win over. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, the Knights fans and really like with a player of his calibre they really need to be he needs to be impacting the result of games and far too often he does it so I, th- I think it's a year for him to really step up into that elite class on a consistent basis there's no doubt he just he shows absolute glimpses of brilliance and he has games where he's unreal but 
the consistency, I think, is what the Knights are going to need for them to really push into the eight, particularly with, as you said, the loss of uh, young Braley doing Achilles and then yeah, Mitchell brutal. Pierce overseas. It's And you're dealing with two young halves uh, mm. and... You know, and and not an unrecognised nine, but it's certainly not your number one. No, Randall's a, gr- a grinder. And He's a grinder. You've got a guy who you let go, who's now going to oppose you at nine, in round one. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you've got, like I said, Randall's a, a slight regret. Obviously, we we picked him as our slider this year, and for reasons outlined. Mm. And uh, now Safidi as well, as you said, that's huge. Yeah, it's big. He's he was massive, and I hope Jacob continues on the same trajectory because the back end of last year, I'll tell you what I do like. I like the fact that he's moved man to thirteen. I, I like that he's trying to change his team and utilize the players he's got in a different way. Mm. Well, I'm interested with that to see if Crossland, who spent a lot of time in the preseason playing nine and thirteen as well, swaps with man defensively to give him a break because I don't know if man's going to hold up eighty minutes playing in the middle. Or if Phoenix He'll is there... He'll probably move him to nine, won't he? Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. But I also think they say Randall's one of the fittest at the club. Can easily cover that. But it's a big burden if you're just going to be getting pummeled week in, week out when you haven't played first grade consistently year on year. So I'm looking at both going, well, man in the middle, same deal. If I'm a team... And where, Roosters, does Cro- where does Crossland come on? Well, that's my point. You put him on at nine or is he going at 13? Because if I'm the Roosters, I hammer man. I'm going after man all day. Yeah, and when it's his first time on, defending I'm going the fuck out of him as well. And Randall showed last year when he made 66 tackles, he can hold his own, but he's not the biggest man. So it's mm. not that he's not effective in defence, but he's a guy that you can generate ruck speed off and quick yeah, play the yeah. ball. So if they're paired up in the middle, that's sort of where I'm looking to go. But also you can you can run at him and tire him and blunt his effect that he'd have offensively as well. And there's a big pressure on their rotation here. So I'm assuming from Barnett also being benched that he's going to be more than likely the one who comes on to play lock. So Crossland will probably play nine. And then their two young fellas, Gerard Momassi's had, a, again, a horror run the last few years, big potential. But now they have to be the guys that maintain the rage when Safidi and Clemmer come off, along with a debutant. And Leo Thompson, who I actually really liked in the trials. He played really well. He's getting a run, but it's big pressure on two young guys. Why wouldn't you play Frizzell at lock? I think he's too valuable on the edge to be destructive. I think Fitzgibbon, to me, the last few years has been ordinary. He's been injured and slowed down a bit. I'd prefer Barnett in his spot. That's to what be I'm honest, saying. But... Yeah, I, I agree. I'd, I'd almost play man at nine and find a way to get Barnett into that team and mm. so I think shuffle one of your back rolls. He's off surgery. He had that double release groin surgery, so maybe they're easing him back in a little bit. But I prefer yeah. Barnett on an edge. I think Barnett's really, really good pound so halves and Maybe that's how it'll go. They just don't think he's got 80 in him at the moment. But looking at what the Roosters have got there and their pack in particular, um, it's going to be very important that the, the Knights hold on in that first stint because once they put that bench on, Mama C, like I said, a few pre-seasons now, but a couple of really bad injuries. Hasn't played a lot of football. The, the Roosters, like even Connor Watson, he's a big man. Well, he's put, yeah, he put a bit of size Maria on. Hargreaves, Watson, Collins, Crichton, Tupanua and Radley coming mm. at the likes of Randall and Mann. That just seems physically like a, a little bit of a mismatch. Mm. Gagai certainly helps their back five, which has been a problem with errors um, and defensive issues. I like Young. I still think he's very raw. Um, but his yardage carries, he's very aggressive. He tries to get the line. He's still got some errors in his game. But it's a big year, like you said, for best mainly to stay healthy and deliver. Tuala, Young, they have to get the errors out. Last yeah. year, they killed themselves out of the backfield with errors. I really like Tuala. He's solid. I do I like him. I like him. Um, but this one, for me, is probably one of the easier ones this week. I'm, I'm yeah. big on the Roosters. Yeah. So, Which means they'll probably be upset this weekend. Uh, looking forward to watching this team play. Is that 3 o'clock Saturday? That That's one? 3 o'clock. That's yeah. the first one. So with bluebet.com.au, Roosters heavy favourites, $1.20. Newcastle Knights, four fifty. 
13 and a half is the line there. 1 to 12, 380 for the Roosters, 475 for the Knights, 13 plus for the Roosters, $1.83, $11 for the Newcastle Knights. Um, the Warriors versus the Dragons. This, again, to me, is another very interesting game. Very interesting. When I look game. at this one, yeah, because I'm, again, round one, people have sort of turned their heads a little bit watching what the Dragons have done. And I, I look at the Warriors lineup, I know Harris isn't there, but I, I like a lot of the players they've got and Johnson returning, so I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. But Chanel Harris to Vita is at one with Reese Walsh still suspended round one. And then they've got a pair of absolutely cracking young centers like Rocco Berry. Well, big on him last year. He's there. And then Viliami Valea, who we would have played against when we were traveling to New Zealand before the pandemic, has come up through. He got a couple of games late last year. They've obviously got a big opinion because they're starting in their centers. So really excited to see that matchup against another two young guys in Suli and Lomax. Absolutely outstanding. Um, plenty of aggression on their wings in Dallin and Montoya. The halves pairing is Nick Arima and Johnson returning. An extremely physical front row of Fanua Blake and Bunty Afoa. And then your edges, Aitken, Katoa, Hooker, Egan, Curran at 13. And the bench is Tavaga, Murdoch, Masilla, Penne and Sirenen. So they've got some guys there again. A bit of versatility that can play middle, edge. And Sirenen can kind of cover six or a few spots if you'd like. Um, and for the Dragons, 1-7, to seven, Red Hot. Sloan, Amone, really big on watching them. The center pairing. Obviously, we know what Ravalawa can do. If he can just clean up some of those brain snap moments where he gets himself in trouble, he just tries to kill people legitimately when he comes shooting it off an edge. And when he's 10 metres out from the line and it's a one-on-one, you can almost guarantee he's getting in. Yeah, one to uh, seven, they're young and explosive. Yeah. And they, they just really need Ben Hunt to get that steering wheel element. And let Amone be free with Sloan. I, I, I looked at these team lists earlier. I, gee, I, I think the Dragons forward pack looks big and it doesn't really no one apart from Jaden Sewer jumps out and says speed in that forward pack to me I think it says Bird's size mobile still but he's not as quick as he yeah, used to be yeah nowhere near what he used to be in and terms of mobility even DeBellin like he's still well underdone after some time off but mm. even their rotation though like in by I'm assuming he's going to come in and play nine I don't see where else you could put him Molo's pretty straight up and down Kerr is rocks or diamonds for me some weeks he's impactful other mm. weeks he makes two or three errors Laterally, defensively, he's pretty poor. I like Kazuski. Kazuski's a grinder. He does his job. Mm, um, but so I, I was really surprised. I know they've told Sims he can move on at the end of the year, but the fact they've dropped him all together really surprised me. Um, and he's playing prop in the lower grades. Like In all honesty, he played that for New South Wales in a rotation a few years ago. I'd still rather have him in my middle rotation, even if you don't want to play him on the edge, because <laughs> I think he brings more leg speed than any of the props they've got. Like If you want some leg speed, I think mm. you just tell Tarek, for the last year, mate, we've got... Bird and we've got Saw, we've got other guys we prefer there. You're going to play middle. No, that's probably more to my point. I think you look at it and you think, yeah, I just think they lack leg, leg speed. Yeah, definitely. I think they can grind. Particularly out of nine, like if you if you're going to have such a big and a yeah. big forward pack, manipulative, you need crafty. You need to keep the ruck accountable. McCulloch's not really someone who puts yeah, pressure on. Yeah, not so on. much a not, yeah accountable, but you need someone to be able to take advantage with quick yeah. leg speed and get out of there. And we saw it in the Parramatta game. I think he had one opportunity to dart when a man was down and there was a dead ruck and he had 10 clean metres he couldn't get through. Yeah, like 10 years ago, he... He, he, would, he would have taken the metres. Yeah. He wasn't super explosive, but he was quick player. enough. And I just don't... I'm not sure whether the forward pack complements the nine. Mm. One thing, and, and vice versa. One thing we did go through, though, if these guys can be error-free, mm. disciplined, and sort of ugly things up in the middle... Um, if they just they, need to hold the middle. Yeah, and if they get quick play of the balls here and there, their first point of call needs to be getting early ball to these centres. Yeah. Not crap where 
you're drifting overs, you're holding the football, you're playing block, block shapes and putting them under pressure, letting inside defenders slide off. If they punch a hole in or get a quick play of the ball, early football needs to get straight to these quality centers or a young guy like a Monet. I'd be doing a lot of inside-outside shapes as well, keeping the middles accountable like you're talking. When you can't generate something with McCulloch, I'd want Sloan around there a lot just to let people know you know, that that option's there as well. Yeah, to hold off some pressure. So uh, I'm I'm a fan of, like I said, a lot of the individual and the Warriors. I just don't know how it's going to come together with all those external factors, but there's a hell of a lot of talent there. Um, I liked watching Harris DeVita in the trials at one. I think in the front line as a six, he's very safe and he hits like a truck when he defends, but him running freely from the back, he actually looked pretty impressive in those games. So I think he'll do a good job. Johnson, I'm hoping... It'll just be kick reception. Mm. Is he okay under the high ball and... In difficult spots, I I yeah. certainly don't question his his commitment physically. That's no, for sure. or he's, he's certainly physical. Yeah, he wants to run and, and be he, he hits hard when he plays front line. And taking he, him out of there is only going to save energy for his running game. Mm. No he also doubt. gives you another guy who can swing and pass. Mm. No doubt they're going to get good yardage out of Dallin and Montoya. I, I hope to see some early ball getting the hands of Berry and Valet if they can generate ruck speed. Which you'd think with Fenua Blake and back fence Bunty, they're going to have that opportunity and. Ugh. Katoa, really big showing first year, bit of a dip last year. Hopefully he comes back up and it's probably the right time for Aitken to transition to the back row. Mm-hmm. He's a very strong ball carrier, doesn't have the greatest catch pass. You get a bit older, you move into that spot there. I think it's probably the right time to transition and I can only think later on in the year when they're able to put Tohu back into the mix here. Um, they've got really good forwards, really good forwards. So I'm interested to watch Johnson off the back of this um, and see what they can do. But hard game to pick, but first up, where is this one? Is it at Redcliffe or is it still... It's Redcliffe, isn't it? Too much rain. Sunshine Coast Stadium, so that one. And I'm going to go the Warriors first up. Yeah, it's a tough one, this one. Mm. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with you. I'd like to yeah, see them get off to a good start. It's been a couple of rough years. I'd love them to be healthy. The other thing that we, probably, we didn't talk about was that they also only had the one trial. They were the team, rained like out. the Titans that were mm-hmm. rained out. Yeah, so I don't know whether that's going to be... good thing or a bad thing. I, I think, in a way, it can actually be a good thing. Well, with the amount of globetrotting they've had to do and moving and everything else, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing for them. They would have done some intra-team yeah. stuff, so it's not yeah. like they wouldn't have got the case. Maybe have a bit more fun and lighten things up before they get back mm-hmm. into the grind. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't but no surprises here. We, we both think it's a hard one to pick, and bluebet.com, though, you agree, it's another pick'em game, so... This is one of the tightest first rounds, I think, in a long time where, yeah. like we said, there's a lot of teams that are closer this year. But this one, again, I struggle to pick. But a dollar ninety a piece with bluebet.com.au, minus one and a half favoritism to the supposed home team uh, in the Warriors. One to 12, both teams are $3.15, 13 plus both teams are $4.20. The next one is an interesting game given the players that are missing, but it's the West Tigers up against the Melbourne Storm at uh, old Combank Stadium there in Parramatta. And, Dane Laurie's obviously back at the back. Can, can I understand? Can I ask the reasoning behind playing this game at Combank Stadium? Well, they, isn't this they a play perfect, everywhere. Isn't this a perfect game? Campbelltown. To, or Leichhardt. Leichhardt. Yeah. I think it's to a To go game. come to Daddy. I'd love to play at Leichhardt. We'll get 15,000 on a Saturday night at 7.30, and the Storm don't have a great record no, at Leichhardt. But if I'm like you, if I'm the Tigers every year when they do this, we go here, 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 and here, I'd sit down every year and go, we want all the biggest teams to come to Leichhardt because it just... Out of all the grounds, Fill it up. It's, and it's the most aggressive and yeah. most home side. So be like, if we've got the Roosters at a home game, I want to play the Roosters here. If we've got the Storm, if we've got Penrith, I want these Leichhardt. four or five games we've got here, they have to be at Leichhardt. Yeah, I agree. Because that's 
our best opportunity. Combank Stadium, like Melbourne mm. are probably going, how good's this? Like we're playing at Combank. Yeah. Um, but in terms of lineup, no real surprises we talked about it. They've already got some injuries. The wings are no surprise. Nofalina Marmolo, Robertson Gilda in the centres. Laurie at back at the back is really important. Hastings with Brooks, their first half pairing. He was impressive in the trials, but Dewey, like we said, was the real heartbeat last year. Twile starts in the front row, no surprise again, with Yutukamanu. Simkin, with Little now out, is the nine. I hope they give him an opportunity here to play clean for four to six weeks. Because I don't... This? Simkin. Yeah. I don't understand. You get a guy, as an 18-year-old, you've got big wraps on him, you train him up for a year or two, and every time you give him a game or two, you pull him. Yeah, and you're in, you're out. You're in, you're out. And we've had COVID, so he's had no time to develop. You've pushed all in on him. Mm-hmm. You've had little who's been injured you're in and out on. So let him like, play. Look at this kid for six or eight weeks and actually figure out whether this is someone that you want to move forward with. Because you, you, you can't get a but sense. that long, that's not long enough either. Yeah, but you can't look at, you know what I mean? You can't look at an 18, 19 year old after one and a half games in a row, two games here and there, and go, oh, you're in, out, in, out. 50, just, the, just the leave for 50 is, is very relevant. But not a lot of coaches get 50 games. No. And that's the issue that we have. But they don't have any other nines. So surely this is the time now to go, we're all in on Simpkin. We recruited him. But we were a big fan of him. We thought he had talent. You know, their reserve grade side was top of the comp last year mm. with a lot of these guys who have pushed up it. And up like sort of at Tuolagi. They moved him up too late. Yeah. And now potentially he's going to Manly. It still hasn't been announced, but that's all the talk is that's where he's going to end up. Yeah. So um, I like the back row a lot of Tuolagi and Luciano Lua. One really, really aggressive run on the other side, banging halves, and you've got Leilu who's obviously got the pass. I hope defensively he's a bit more, you know, impactful this year. He's been quite poor the last few years. Offhand Gowie needs to have a big year. He was terrible last year. Um, and their bench, Lagana, Musgrove, I'd almost Safe rather half. play Peachy at 13 and have yeah. Offhand Gowie as your middle rotation off the bench. I'm assuming from what they've done that he's going to be covering at nine at some stage, which, again, I'd rather just let Simpkin go the majority of the he, way. He can bounce into nine anyway, playing from 13. So, yeah, unless they're worried about Simpkin. But same deal again. If you haven't given him the minutes after these last couple of years or put the time in yeah. to get him ready to be your long-term nine, which is what you signed him for, what have you been doing? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on Melbourne's side of things... Pappenhausen's been named. I'm not confident that's going to be the case. They said he was doubtful. Nick Meany's been named in the halves with Hughes, but you look at the bench, they've got Wishart and Nicarima. Do you gone. think they'll play Meany? I think six? Meany will play. If if this team stays, I think he stays at six. I really do. If not, I, I, I get the feeling that Pappenhausen's just been named. I don't think he'll play. I think Meany's going to go to one. I think Nicarima will go to six, and I think they'll bring in an extra forward. Who it is, I don't know. But there was also talk, because he has done the job before, that Kenny Bromwich would move into six, which would mean, obviously, if that was the case and Pat was out, many would still move to the back. Young Howe, who they've talked about a lot, might come onto the bench. And Liero, who got some starts in the background on the trials, might push in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a bit to play out there. with. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that they're going to play with that bench, though. I, mm. I don't buy that they're going to go Wishart and Nicarima. You've got a guy there who's a hooker, half fullback utility in Nicarima, mm. who put comeback last year and was really, really good at fullback in Queensland Cup. But coming through, he was a half. And then you've got Wishart, who again has come through as a half hooker, training majorly as a hooker, but they've also had him do the whole offseason with Billy Slater. Yeah. So they work on his versatility. But until Brandon Smith was given the one-game reduction, I thought Wishart was definitely playing. And Nicarima, if he wasn't playing six, depending on Pappenhausen or Meany, would have been the backup sort of nine rotation. But... The big thing for me there is that's huge expectation on Bromwich and Welch and King minutes-wise if you've only got Liero and Asafa Solomona. Asafa Solomona is probably going to give you 30 minutes. 
unless you give him two bigger stints and get him to play 20 and 20. Yeah. Um, but you're going to need big minutes out of Brom and obviously Welch. And then King, similar deal. Like, Liero is basically an edge. So unless there's some sort of reshuffle there, it, it looks like they're a middle short in that rotation. Mm. Um, so I, I expect there's going to be a little bit to play out. But they used Meany in a few positions that last trial. He actually looked pretty good when he came into six. He looked sharp when he was at one, two. looked like he can do a job. But obviously, majority of the heavy lifting, if he's there, or he is the only one who's guaranteed to be there, isn't going to be on Jerome Hughes. I think Jerome Hughes is going to steer the ship, kick well. Uh, I think you'll see a real basic game plan from Melbourne first up. Just high completions, kick well, and try to strangle their way to a win. But I think there's a bit to play out with that lineup. But on the Tigers side of things, um, just interested to see how similar deal, how they come out round one. If they're full of beans, if they try to tear it. Oh, this is a huge opportunity for them. No monster. No Harry Grant. Papenhausen potentially not going to be playing a bit short in their middle rotation. Like, if you're ever going to get pick a time to get Melbourne, first up, this is a good time to get Melbourne. Yeah. And, again, new guys to the system. Um, I'm backing Melbourne purely off their record in round one under Craig Bellamy, which is still undefeated. And I think they'll find a way. Yeah, I think so. But that's right. If you're the Tigers, I'd be absolutely full of bench for this day because you're not going to get them in a better time. The only other time you're going to get better is if you've got them doing origin minus five plays. Correct. But this right now is on the knees sort of stuff to start the year. So um, interest in them is just all the little things that we haven't seen before. Errors, discipline, defensive attitude for 80 minutes. You know, do they do all the little things? Are they going to be aggressive? Are they going to meet them in the middle? Are they going to kick pressure? Like it's just all the small stuff for Tigers in these games. But sometimes they just let you down. 100% I agree. So... Really interested to see what happens there. And yeah, like I said, with Melbourne, there's a lot to play out with that lineup. But if it does happen that Pappenhausen's out, Manny goes to the bank, Nicarima comes in, Wishart, how they use him. I, I, I expect maybe from what I said that Brandon Smith will have to play some middle. Mm-hmm. So Wishart might get half a game or 30 minutes and Cheese might have to come into that rotation to sort of make up that extra body they don't have. Um, but there's a fair bit to play out for them and I'm sure they've got a shitload of contingencies and things they're working through this yeah, week. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. But as of next week, they'll get Munster back, they'll get Harry back, their spine will be much more settled. Yeah. Then they've probably just got to yeah, work on getting that one extra forward. But as soon as Cheese goes back to 13, puts King back to the bench, gives you him, Nelson and Liero, they've still got to wait to see what happens with Tui. Um, but it at least gives them three genuine middles on their bench, yeah. which is what they're after. Uh, but the odds with this one, with bluebet.com.au, Melbourne still heavily favoured at $1.25, the Tigers $3.95. 11.5 is the start. 1 to 12, 4.50 for the Tigers. 3.50 for the Storm. 13 plus for the Tigers. $11. $1.95 for the Storm. Titans and Eels. This one should be a corker if they both play up the stand a bit. Parramatta. Game we're going to. Yeah, looking forward to this one as well. Taking the little girl. Lord Lola Bear loves the Eels. Mm. Against Dad as a Titans man. So yep. she'll get locked in a dark room if the Eels win. It's going to be a good time. But <laughs> forward pack, no real surprises. Um, Campbell Gillard, Paulo, Marnie, Lane starts in the back row of Papaletti, and you've got Madison at 13, which we were talking about. Prefer that with the way things are going. Ability to ball play, gets between defenders, gets a quick play of the ball. Sort of prefer that if Brown comes back into that middle rotation, but for now, off an injury, he's not even in the 17. Yeah. So uh, the bench, Makatoa, Oregon, Kafusi, Stone, essentially all middles for me. Like Stone plays that, that tight role. He's not really damaging enough to be on an edge or mobile enough. 
Uh, and then they've got Jacob Arthur, so they've chose to go him as their hooker half over, say, playing Rain. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, as a and, Titans man. And the back line, if Wanga Blake shows the form he did it back into last year, I'd be happy. I hope he keeps going that way. Penasoni, I think, is outstanding. And Simonson, underrated by, I think, and young Sean Russell filling in now that Dunster and Sevo are out for a little bit. So big opportunity for both those guys to hold down a spot and interest to see Brown and Moses, especially Brown. Like I think Moses, we all know what he needs to do. He needs to find that balance. Sometimes it's running too much, passing too much. Last year, I thought he was essentially a professional kicker. He needs to find that balance. But I think Brown, for a guy who was 19, people forget he's only 21, huge first year. Then they've yo-yoed him to different edges, changed his role to suit Moses. Not anymore. He's back on the left. He should have that stability. I'm pretty sure he's going to have you know a lot more success now that that's locked back down. They've sort of sold the right edge a little bit now that Panasini's over there. I'm looking forward to watching him play this year. Um, and just now's their time that we spoke about. This is their window. This is their last opportunity for a lot of these guys that are moving on. And it's time for a few more of them to step forward after playing some rep football. And they should have showed it to themselves at the back end of last year, you'd think, after the game against the Storm and then pushing Penrith all the way without their hooker. They were right on the cusp of pushing through that game. So Well, they were, yeah. Now, now's the time for them. But on the Titans side... And it's but it's also you're not gonna you're gonna not gonna finish you're not gonna start how you finished last year as well. So the Eels just need to work out what is their game, what's the core of their game, and 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 get that all nice and early in the season and keep it really simple. Play nice and physical and direct, and you know that's typically what the Gold Coast struggle with. So I want to see the Titans roll their sleeves up, and I feel like the Titans are probably in that same realm of a team that Parramatta were prior to the final series last year. like They've got a lot of flash in them, and they can compete for with those good sides for small periods of time, but really when the push comes to shove and the game gets physical, they they can't go with the best teams. No. And, you know, I think the Eels turn the corner. If they can come out and play like they did during the finals last year, that's certainly a formula for them to win a competition. Mm. And the Titans have got to get on that level. They're going to roll their sleeves up. They're going to become a tough and gritty and grinding team. Even look at the semi-final they lost. I know everyone said Herbert should have executed the pass. They should have scored. You gave up thirty points. Yeah, to a team you can't give up thirty points. Eight of their best players. We lost two games. We lost three games to the Roosters last year hmm. by two points, two points, or two points, one point, and you know whatever it was in the last game, um, two points. But in every every one of those games, we conceded thirty odd points. You, yeah. You know, so you can push the Roosters all you want with their second grade side, um, but the the fact of the matter is that the Titans' defensive record hasn't been good enough, and that that's what's going to come into question this weekend. I think if they can keep Parramatta to eighteen, twenty four to eighteen points, they'll be in the game. Mm. They'll they'll be they'll be able to generate enough points themselves uh, to, to to compete. But my concern is that if Parramatta get a glut of possession that we, we really need to see some grit and resilience out of the Titans for extended periods when they've got to defend. Well, I look here and I really like your forward pack. I like Mo, Lou, um, you know, the edges now that he's finally got for more yeah, starting it's, with it's Fafita. A forward pack. Tino, like there's damage there, there's dynamic, there's footwork, there's offloads, there's ability to isolate halves and punch holes in. And same deal with the back line. I think your centres have both got really good skill with the ball, should be steady in yardage. My only... I really like Patrick Herbert. Yeah, so do I. Really like him. My main issue is what we talked about sort of in the preview of the spine. Like <laughs> yeah. Clark having to play majority of the game. They've got Smith there. I assume he's going to rotate. What can he deliver? He's lucky he's got a very good forward pack. I think in the halves, you know, can Sexton 
steering NRL team for 80 minutes and take control and do the kicking and be the dominant player because Brimson's more a runner than he is anything else. And then obviously Campbell. So I think you're going to attack up to Ying Yang. I think there's going to be lots of broken tackles, offloads, all that sort of stuff. But also on the same time, can they find a balance between that and discipline? Because yeah. with all that attack and running as well, can come ill-discipline, errors, and too much focus on one side of the ball. The other concern I have is he's, is if Sam Lasone and Jamin Jolliffe are on the field at the same time. You, can, well, you can't have it. It's going to happen. You can't have it. And You've got to split your rotations. You need to stretch out either Mo or Liu and, and roll them alternatively because they they are simply they're too, they're too big and they're too immobile to be effective in the middle of the field at the same time and there were times last year where they got caught on the field at the same time we just got exposed through the middle of the field mm. well, I like the fact that Proctor's now not starting in the back row they've obviously got the option there for the cover but well is he going to roll in and play middle he's slower than what he used to be I'd assume he'd relieve in the middle for a period and just work. Like when he first came to Melbourne, he was a back row. They used him as a lock a few times. Yeah. He can certainly work, yeah. but he's no longer as dynamic as he used to be. No, to play I agree. I, I'd like him as maybe a middle to yeah. come on and, and give you a good 40 minutes. And with Fomor coming back to health after that major injury and find I, his confidence. I like Fomor. I've liked Fomor for years. It's a big year for Fafita though. I know last year, but like it's got to be. Yeah, if Fafita was good last year, he'd be better this year, I think. Yeah. He has to be. Well, he can't end up on the bench in and out. No. Yo yoing. He needs to be dominant. Yeah. And in these kind of games, like we said, he delivered against bottom at eight sides. Yeah. Scored bags of tries. These are the games what you're paying him a million dollars for. Yep. This is where you need to see it. Um, but Eels at Parramatta first up. Um, I'm, I'm going to be going with them, but I hope we get a corker of a game. Yeah, I'm going Parra. Home, home ground. The conditions, I think, will suit the way they want to play. Gold Coast don't travel well. Gold Coast don't have a great record against Parramatta either. But I'd love to ruin Parramatta's day. It'd be fantastic. Well, with bluebet.com, Parramatta are the favourites. Dollar fifty, two sixty for the Titans. Minus five and a half is the line. One to twelve eels, three ten, three seventy. Titans thirteen plus eels, two sixty, seven seventy for the Titans. And the last game we've got here, two teams that people think are in contention for the spoon. It's the North Queensland Cowboys at home up against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, in terms of what they had in the trials, they've sort of stuck with that. Tabuai Fado. Is it fullback? Hiku and Holmes in the centres. Felt Torlagi on the wings. Dearden and Townsend pair up in the halves. Hess and Tanoa Brown. It's a lot more mobile front row than what they've had with Tamaloa at lock. There's some really dynamic big boys there and some footwork. And the edges, the super young and exciting Luki and Nanai, who's again been chased by clubs everywhere. They've locked in Luki, but they're still chasing him. Pushes Cotter back to the bench. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they use him as a nine rotation. They played him mostly as a lock in the offseason. McLean and Gilbert, probably your two middles. And then you've got Dunn, who's that guy who can play between six, center, back row, um, multi-purpose sort of player. And then the Bulldogs, it's the same team, basically. We saw in that trial, Dufty at the back. Ockenborg, Burns, Naden, and Addo Carr. Shook, probably the only one who's been changed out of there. They've gone with Burns over him. Burton and Avril are on the halves. I, I still don't like Avril as a seven. I like Avril as a player, but he's never played seven. I don't understand the push on trying to convert somebody whose whole strength of his game is running, much like Burton, to play that role. Yeah. Like, Burton can obviously help him with the kicking, but Avarillo's not a robot. Avarillo wasn't built to work to structure. He played centre, fullback, six. He kicks goals. He's a dynamic ball runner. In all honesty, I'd prefer him to play centre over a couple of the guys they've got. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. And if Dufty wasn't a long-term option, I'd like to see him train and kind of play in a, maybe in a one role, but... 
if this is what they're going with to me, this just blatantly screams again that they quit on Flanagan after a month and he's got no chance of getting back in. Because I think it's pretty obvious from the time he spent there and I know it's only a couple of trials, but you can't force someone like Avrilo with the natural skills and the way he plays, I think, to turn into a systematic, boring, kicking, structured seven. I just don't see it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Forward pack I do like, but I have the same qualm that I said in our preview. Can they stay on the field? Two, two or three of them in particular have suspension problems. Heatherton and Pungai Jr. Thompson, what are you going to get week to week from those guys? I like Jackson moving to lock. I think, again, it was that time. He wasn't as dynamic. Um, and with Vaughn there, obviously, it's an it's upgraded... Strong forward pack. Yeah, upgraded forward pack if it's at its best. Marshall King will do a job. One name I'm not surprised to see and I'm happy about out of all those sort of utility roles, if they didn't go with Cook, I didn't mind BAE Beyonder last year. I think that gives him multiple options. Like, he was quick out of dummy half. He's mostly played in the halves, but... Um, played a couple of games with us last year. Played a bit of flag. Yeah, I... The bench, though. I don't know. Waddell, like, you're not really replacing a back row there, so is he going on as a middle? Max King, who was solid in the trials, but hasn't played a whole lot of football. And Patola, they said, had a huge offseason. Well, they're going to roll. Maybe Jack Hetherington's second stint's going to be in the middle of the field, maybe. Yeah, well, they've given Patolo the nod again um, as their sort of sole, genuine big middle over Arva. Um, so, yeah, a few guys on the fringe there. Shook, who played a lot of footy last year. Wakeham, who sort of looked like he was pushing for that utility role. Cook, I thought, would have been on the bench for nine. Doesn't get that start. And Arva as well, not in that rotation, so... Mm. Interesting to see how they go, but um, I'm on the Cowboys. I look at this team, and I know, like we said again, they're young, and there's some potential there, but I think on their best day with some of these young guys they've got there, there's going to be weeks where they really put on a show, and there may be some weeks where it's really ugly, but uh, I think this is a potential to start in a real positive way at home and play some fast, quality, open attacking footy. I have absolutely no idea here. Absolutely no idea. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with you. I'll go the Cowboys, but I've got no faith at all. Yeah, I, I'll go the home home side. That's it. That's my reasoning. Like I said, I like the green shoots. I'm excited to watch some of these kids. What are the um, What are the bookies think? What does Bluebet think? But yeah, in terms of odds with Bluebet.com.au, it's a pick em game. They've gone a dollar ninety yeah. a piece again. Minus one and a half favoritism to the home team of the Cowboys. One to 12, both teams 315. 13 plus, both teams 420. Um, but yeah, generally excited again to watch these two young back rowers in particular. When they came in at the back end of last year, very exciting. And I'm hoping Tom Hollow's refreshed. It was a rough year. Had some health problems for the first time in a long time. Multiple broken hands, missed some footy. Um, you know, I like Hess moving to the middle. Holmes, I think, again, a more simple job, closer to the football. Tabuai Fidel is their X-factor at the back. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's some some good kids here that I'm looking forward to watching. Again, week to week, it's probably going to be a bit up and down, but I like some of the kids the Cowboys have got coming through, so going with them first up. But looking at our tips here, we're everything the same except... I oh, know you got the Warriors, didn't you? Yeah. I wrote that down out of Hayes, so we've tipped the exact same first round. There you go. That's disappointing. Those odds brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. Visit the website or download the app today. And also, for the first four rounds, uh, take a head-to-head bet on with bluebet.com.au. And if your team leads by four or more at half time. 
Blue Bet will pay you out on your bet straight away. So lead by four at half time and you win. Not bad, Boxhead. Yeah, unreal. Like we said, especially when uh, you're struggling, I guess, in the early rounds to decide who you want to pick. If you are confident on someone and they get the lead by four or more in the first half, you could collect your cash in 40 minutes instead of 80 minutes. So first four rounds, look at that one on bluebet.com.au again. Big thanks to them for supporting our charity account. Bet with them, the true blue bookie. Go to the website and download the app today. And that wraps us up for this week. We'll be back next week with a bit more of the normal show, the set of six, some game reviews, get a look at our first lineups, see what comes off the back of round one. And uh, our Yeah, first, enjoy round one. Enjoy it. Yeah, first taste of rugby. Look out for the socials for what game we'll be commentating. And yep, hijack.tv. Make sure you look them up. Get on board, download that app, Google Play Store, Apple Store, and of course... Uh, long-term supporters in the Penrith Solar Centre. If you're looking for a system, there is no one better than Jake in the crew there. So tackle those rising power bills head on this season. With the help of Solar Energy, there's no one better than the team at Penrith Solar. Visit the website www.penrithsolar.com.au or call 1800 today to get the best systems in the West. Boxhead, looking forward to watching some football. Hope yep. everyone out there enjoys round one and for now I can finally say this enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league bring it on give us more give us more where are you going where, what, 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 what's going on here is that it is that it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.